Once again, good evening and a special welcome to all of our mothers today as we celebrate this Mother's Day weekend. We'll have a special blessing at the end of Mass today for moms as well, which will be a great gift. You know, I, I didn't read this, I missed this line in the gospel, but just as Jesus commands us to love one another, he also initiated this 11th commandment in our gospel that says that mothers shall not clean or cook on the day that they celebrate their motherhood. So uh, if any of you moms have broken that commandment, you've still got a couple hours to fix it. So um, if a mom breaks that commandment, so do her children and her husband. So keep that in mind. I'm not gonna lie, so I was with my family all day and I was cooking bacon with my sister and it, my glasses are like still foggy. So if I, I'm not able to uh, read everything correctly, it's still a valid mess, I, I promise. <laughs> I noticed as I was walking down the aisle, like, okay, I got bacon smoke in my glasses right now. <laughs> Priest problems, you know? All right, <laughs> let's get to it. So just reflecting with you a little bit on our gospel, you know, what better way than Holy Mother Church, you know, the church is called Mother Sacraments. She, indeed she is, you know, she's nurturing us, her children, through the sacraments. She cares for us, her children. She prays for us, her children. And what better way to be able to celebrate this Mother's Day than the Holy Mother Church gives us these readings today in our lectionary about love, about the love of God and to command, not just to suggest, but to command for his disciples to love one another. But what is love? You know, in our culture today, we hear a lot about love. You can love tweets, you can love Instagram posts or Facebook posts, you can love hamburgers from the chicken, but how do we distinguish love between us and God? The love between a mother and a child, and the love for the Dixie Chicken. <laughs> I promise you St. Mary's is not getting any uh, payment for me saying that during the homily either. So first we have to remember, my friends, and y'all know this, we preach this here before, that love is a choice. It's not just an emotion. Emotions are part of it primarily, though it's an act of the will. So therefore, when we love, we choose the will, we choose to will the good of the other. So therefore, love is to choose the will to go to the other. It's coming from our will, and therefore, it's also pointed towards another. We know in particular from the ancient Greeks, and this has been adopted into Christianity, that there's levels of love as well, distinguishing surface love versus a great intimate and deep love. So we hear philia, the Greek word that goes with love and friendship, or eros, which is a romantic love between husband and wife. And today, Jesus is using the word agape in our gospel today. If we look at the Greek translation here in Jesus' word for love, he's saying agape, which we know that agape is sacrificial love. And so Jesus says that the Father has loved me, and so I have loved you. And he tells us to be able to abide in his love, to abide in his agape. But how are we supposed to understand agape? We can look to the crib and the manger scene in Bethlehem to see sacrificial love. We can look to the cross of Jesus and see sacrificial love, agape. We can look to the Eucharist and see agape. We can look to Jesus' mother Mary at the foot of the cross as she watches her son hang for the salvation of the world and we see agape in her heart. But God also gives us another way of understanding agape, this sacrificial love, and this is through our mothers. So when we're trying to understand agape, we can look to a mother as a way that God helps his children to first understand what it means to have sacrificial love, 
to be able to understand the way that he loves each one of us. Now, my older sister just had her second child. He's only a month old. It was a great gift. I got to baptize him this past yesterday, actually. And so I'm reminded of the sacrificial love through seeing her and her husband as well, but mostly her, her lack of sleep. I see how she lays down her own desires and her wants in order to be able to be attentive to her son all the time. How she's having to wake up in the middle of the night to be able to feed him every few hours. A mother gives her everything to her child, her body, her emotions, her worries, her time, her love. And no matter what our relationship might be like now with our mom, whether it's good or bad, we can thank God for our moms always, and particularly in this Mass on this Mother's Day weekend. Because our mothers have brought us into this world, which is first off, what a great gift. And that they have sacrificed so much for us. And as we know too, the agape love of a mother doesn't just stop for newborns. It continues through toddlers and young children, probably intensifies in the teenage years, and then even continues in adults, you know, each one of us as young adults, that our mothers still have ways that they sacrifice and sacrificially love us, which is unmatched by any other. Now, besides a married couple's love being an image of the way that God loves us in agape, I think mothers are also a great image for us to look at how our God loves us. I've always said that no matter how much a child, myself included, tries to equally return the love that he has for his mother, he will never be able to match it. Even if he tries very, very hard, there's no way to be able to return the amount of love that each of us has been given by our mothers. And the same is true, my friends, of God. We'll never be able to fully return the love that God has for each one of us. But he gives us this love anyways. No matter what we do, it's unconditional love. It's sacrificial love. It is in abundance. It can never be taken away. And this is agape. Agape love does not show love and then complain about it. Agape love does not flaunt its acts of sacrifice for the world to see. Agape love does not expect the same amount of love in return. It's unconditional. Now we hear in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, St. Paul says, you've heard this before, that love is patient, love is kind. It is not jealous, love is not pompous, it is not inflated, it is not rude, it does not seek its own interests, it is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. My friends, this is agape. It's an interesting that St. Paul describes love in this way because it matches the fruits of the Holy Spirit. As you remember from your confirmation, hopefully the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control, these fruits of the Spirit are there to help us in our daily lives to see if we are truly loving agape, if we're loving God and our neighbor through this love that God desires for us to have for one another, this sacrificial love. So when we go to bed at night, we can examine our day. And did we see these fruits of joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control as we were choosing through our act of our will to love God and to love others? Or did we fall short because those 
fruits of the Spirit were not present. Now we also hear in our second reading from St. John that God is love. So St. John's making a metaphysical statement here. Those who are studying philosophy know all about metaphysics. But if you didn't study that, in other words, metaphysics is a statement about the very being of something. So God is love is speaking about who he is, his being, his essence. But what does that mean? God has revealed the very mystery of who he is. There's a lot of mysteries of God. You know, the mystery of the Eucharist, the mystery of the resurrection. But the deepest mystery, the most profound mystery, the most inner mystery of God is that he is an external, eternal exchange of love. An eternal exchange of love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The three persons, one God. This is the mystery of the Holy Trinity. That the Father loves the Son eternally and the Son loves the Father eternally. And that exchange of love is the third person, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the charity of the Father emptying himself and giving himself fully to the Son. And the Son emptying himself and giving himself fully to the Father. And that eternal exchange of love between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, my friends, is our salvation. And he has destined each one of us through our baptism to be able to share in that exchange. Not just for a year or for five years or ten years or a hundred years, but for all of eternity. And that's what salvation is. That's what heaven is. And that's what this Easter season and the resurrection is all about. So that you and I have the opportunity to be able to share in this eternal exchange of love with the most holy trinity forever. So when we hear that God's very being is love, that we are also called to lay down our lives for each other and as well to love God above all things and to follow his commandments. And we see this agape love being modeled by our own mothers. All of this is pointing towards the entry of God's children into the most blessed life of the most holy trinity in heaven forever. My friends, this is our destiny. This is what we were created for. We were created for love, now in this life, and for all of eternity. To all you mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig'em.